Welcome to What's the Deal, our investment banking podcast on Making Sense, the hub for J.P. Morgan corporate and investment bank podcasts. In each episode of What's the Deal, we'll explore the trends that are driving deal-making and transforming industries today. Hello, and welcome to What's the Deal. I'm your host today, Kathleen Darling, a member of our Debt Capital Markets team. I'm excited to welcome back Brian Tramatozzi, North American head of our Leverage Finance Capital Markets team, to chat through the flurry of activity we have seen in both the leveraged loan and high-yield markets since market reopenings post-Labor Day. Brian, thanks for returning. It's great to be back. To kick us off, what are you seeing in the leveraged loan and high-yield markets as we head toward year-end? Lenders in the leveraged loan market and investors in the high-yield market have returned from the Labor Day holiday with a constructive bias toward taking on more risk. In leveraged loans, average prices reached their highest level since May 2022. Right now, 58% of existing loans are trading above 99. In fact, at one point this month, more than a quarter of leveraged loans are above par. As a result, leveraged loan activity has been elevated. We've seen over $40 billion of supply, clear month to date, with another $34 billion in market. We've only averaged $25 billion each month year to date. So that's a significant increase over the year to date pace. In the high yield market, we started the month with the JP Morgan Global Dollar High Yield Index at 8.83%. That's just over 100 basis points inside of its year to date high and about 40 basis points tight to the then year to date average. While we haven't quite seen the same surge in supply in the high yield market as the loan market in absolute dollars, we expect September to produce about $20 billion in high-yield primary activity, which is about 50% above the year-to-date monthly average. Thanks, Brian. With the improvement that you're seeing in the markets and even across yields and spreads, is the supply still then weighted towards refinancings? It is. We talk a lot about maturities in the coming years. Between leveraged loans and high-yield bonds, there remains about $500 billion of maturities through the end of 2025. 2026 adds about another $500 billion in maturities. Year-to-date, just over three-quarters of loan proceeds and about two-thirds of high-yield proceeds were for refinancing. By comparison, last year, only about 37% of leveraged loans funded refinancing. Additionally, 13% of leveraged loan issuances year-to-date have been repricing-related, and 72% of this repricing volume has occurred in August and September. Furthermore, 4% of year-to-date loan proceeds have been to fund dividends, compared to only 2% in 2022. While M&A was elevated in September, with a couple of larger sponsor-led transactions coming to market, the street-wide bridge book continues to shrink. Today, we see only about $31 billion of bridge supply remaining to be placed. That's down from over $60 billion at the start of the year and almost $110 billion at its 2022 peak. The current calendar is the lowest committed pipeline we've seen in over 10 years. So barring any surprises, refinancings should continue to dominate the calendar into 2024. Brian, when we first had you on at the end of May, you spoke about a supporting market technical backdrop for companies going to either the leveraged loan market or the high-yield market as institutional lenders and investors remain flush with cash. Now that we've seen three weeks of, call it, robust issuance, are we starting to see fatigue in that demand? Great question. As we've discussed in past episodes, for the loan market, The combination of CLOs entering non-reinvestment and below-average CLO creation both weighed on loan demand. 
While we continue to face headwinds with non-reinvestment, new CLO creation has picked up with an above average 11 billion of CLOs closed in August and also a relatively robust pipeline of warehouse funding for new deals into October. In the high-yield market, liquidity has been strong all year. For both markets, M&A is the biggest drain on liquidity, whereas refinancing activity typically recycles capital back into the system. The lighter-than-usual M&A calendar has been very supportive of a favorable supply-demand balance in both markets. Great. Let's now turn to more of the macro dynamic. Last week, the Federal Reserve held the overnight funding rate steady at five and a quarter to five and a half, which was very much expected by the market. But despite this, there was an overall hawkish tone from the Fed with an indication to hold rates higher for longer, leading to a sell-off in treasuries and the 10-year moving to around four and a half percent, which is its highest level since 2007. How do you think this sentiment and rate outlook will impact companies going to market, if at all? Sure. The Fed's hawkish tone of the FOMC meeting pushed Treasury rates higher, as you said, and also negatively impacted equities. And with the 10-year Treasury now just over 4.5%, that puts us 75 basis points or so higher than where we started the year. And as you point out, it's been at its highest level in over 15 years. This impacts the high-yield market to a greater extent than the loan market given fixed coupons. Offsetting rising Treasuries, though, have been declining high-yield spreads. The J.P. Morgan Global Dollar Index spread improved from around 550 basis points at the beginning of the year to about 425 basis points today, in effect, offsetting Treasury market moves and allowing for index yields to actually improve. By comparison, long-term average spreads during non-recessionary periods have averaged 550 basis points. So we're already trading at tight spreads versus historical averages. If benchmark rates continue their march higher, though, I think that could weigh on prices and subsequently demand for high-yield bonds. As we wrap up this episode, is there any message that you would share with companies thinking about coming to either the leverage loan or high-yield market in the coming weeks? Sure. Windows 4 refinancing can close with little warning. Right now, market conditions are still quite attractive in the face of elevated fundamental risk. We believe companies that have a need in the next few years to access capital in either the leveraged loan market or high-yield market should strongly consider accessing that favorable market window that we have today. Brian, this has been truly great to have you on to delve into the activity and drivers being seen in both the leveraged loan and high-yield market. Clearly, a lot remains in motion, and we'll all be keen to see what unfolds as we enter into the last quarter of this year. So thank you again for stopping by. I'm already looking forward to the next one. Thanks for listening to What's the Deal? If you've enjoyed this conversation, we hope you'll review, rate, and subscribe to J.P. Morgan's Making Sense to stay on top of the latest industry news and trends. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. To stay ahead of the curve, sign up for J.P. Morgan's In Context newsletter, packed full of market views and expert insights delivered straight to you. To subscribe, just visit jpmorgan.com forward slash in hyphen context. This material was prepared by the Investment Banking Group of J.P. Morgan Securities, LLC, and not the firm's research department. It is for informational purposes only and is not intended as an offer or solicitation for the purchase, sale, or tender of any financial instrument.